Spotify. Hello. Thank you for choosing the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist Podcast. Without further delay, here is your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Librocube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Librocubicularist. Today, my friends, is TV Tuesday, combining television and Tuesdays. It's like peanut butter and jam and sardines. It's a three thing added in for no reason to not make any sense, but still be delicious. Huh? Something I like to say at the top of every show is that there will be a spoilers, folks. In this case, I'm not sure if a spoiler warning is 100% warranted. However, I do like to cover my ass with spoiler warnings like so very, very much underwear. So, I says it nonetheless. Another thing that I like to says is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. <laughs> oh boy, that is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes. Because that is what helps others find podcasts. That will, of course, take us into our last piece of podcast-related business before we get into today's TV Tuesday episode, and that is today's sponsor, which is the Pete Holmes Denver Yakuza Chapter. Once again, today's sponsor is the Pete Holmes Denver Yakuza Chapter. Thank you very much to that Yakuza Chapter located in Denver, run by Mr. Pete Holmes. Uh, thank you for your sponsorship today. Very much appreciated. Uh, something a little different that I, I, I guess I do do from time to time. Do do. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, and that is just bring one TV show back and sort of uh, bring a schmozzle of episodes of that TV show back. Yeah, I guess I do do that. (laughs) Oh, there it is again. Do-do. From time to time. The show in question today is a new program. New in several regards. One of which is that I have never seen an episode, but because they posted many, many, many... uh, Go ahead and throw in one more many clips on YouTube. It allowed me to check it out for the reason that I am not actually awake and conscious when this television show is on the air. The other reason it's new is because, well, it's new. It's only been on for, uh, I guess, like a month now? A month or so, or less, or somewhere in that ballpark of a monthishness. I am, of course, referring to the Pete Holmes show, which, if I was at all professional, would know what time it is on on the actual, factual, real, existing television, but I do not. Uh, I do believe, though, that it is on after Conan O'Brien. I think that is the case. Quite often with talk shows, such as, you know, David Letterman, Jimmy Kimmel, yada yada, etc., they will have shows on after them that are also late-night talk shows. I guess you could sort of categorize them as later-night talk shows. That makes a sort of sense. Usually starting after midnight at some point. Like the late night show After Midnight, for example, with Mr. Chris Hardwick, which I brought back a handful of episodes. Actually, it was Pete Holmes on one of those, uh, if I do recall. 
Am I misremembering that? Maybe I'm Mr. Remembering that. I don't know. So this is a, an example of that where, uh, from the sounds of it, Mr. Conan O'Brien had a large hand in sort of Pete Holmes getting this show on after him. So uh, Pete was very, very much appreciative. And uh, something I liked is that Pete Holmes, I friggin' love Pete Holmes. First off, uh, if you are, like me, addicted to listening to podcasts, you know who Pete Holmes is because he does the rounds of podcasts. So that right there means for me that because he has generated many, many laughs for me over the years, uh, seeing him have his own show feels like very, very justified. And the fact that apparently Conan O'Brien has had the same feeling is also sort of uh, nice. It gives me a little bit of the warm and fuzzies. And the fact that Pete Holmes is constantly, or not constantly, but just about never not on, quote unquote, never not trying to get the joke. Uh, but he did take a moment to like sincerely thank Conan, and uh, you know it, uh, it. It was nice to see that the for once I think and once only seeing Pete Holmes not be in joke mode. Uh, what I've done for this episode, as far as what I'm going to talk about, is just basically a whole bunch of random scribbles that will hopefully trigger off things in my brain, trigger off things that happen on the show that I will then talk about, because that is what we do on TV Tuesdays. We talk about TV, and specifically things that I watched on TV, and need to get from my brain out into the ether so it doesn't build up and slowly drive me insane. That's what it's all about. Uh, so as I say, these are all available on YouTube as clips, everything I'm going to mention, so they don't post the full show. Something uh, very, very cool they do do, and I do do. There it is, a third time. This is the do-do episode. And I wish uh, Jimmy Kimmel and Conan O'Brien did this as well, is they break up their clips by episode and even create playlists. So this is a really, really cool way that I wish all the talk shows that I watch on YouTube because I'm not up late enough to watch them in real time. I wish they all did it this way. It's just perfect. Basically, you'll see, uh, for example, these clips range from November 19th to November 29th. You'll see the date, November 19th, and then you can click play all, and it will then, you know what it will do? Play all the clips that they posted from that date, from that episode. So very, very cool way to go about it, and I wish other people took note of this, because it is the best way to go about it. Hmm. My one, you know what, my one note with regards to how talk show hosts post videos, and this ought, this applies to the Pete Holmes show, definitely applies to Conan and Jimmy Kimmel, and those are kind of the only ones I watch on a regular basis, is that when they post interviews of celebrities, they always do it in parts, and I wish they would just post the whole thing rather than have to click like five times to see one separate interview. So, that's a note. My first note says, Worst Doctor. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think this uh, Worst Doctor skit, let's call it, may have been the very, very first, and I kind of hope it was, because it would feel good to me if it was, the very, very first segment ever shown on the Pete Holmes show was this little uh, little bit at the beginning. 
called Worst Doctor, in which a doctor, in fact, the world's worst doctor, <laughs> believes that a patient who has had an x-ray is haunted by a cartoon skeleton. <laughs> so, guy gets an x-ray, doctor looks at it and sees that there is a skeleton inside this human, and then freaks out. And it is good. Uh, something sort of to note on that is that a lot of the skits, in fact, I think all of them, involve Pete Holmes, duh, as well as, oh, I don't know his name and didn't write it down, uh, a bearded, red-headed gentleman who, if you are a fan of Pete Holmes' Batman, a.k.a. Batman with a D instead of a T, uh, you will know him as Commissioner Gordon. That's that dude. Super, super funny, these two together. So it's nice to see that once Pete Holmes got a show, they are still working together because they work so, so well together. His, again, I do believe this was his very first monologue. Sort of like I was doing this, watching this as a testing of the waters. I assumed it would be funny, but not necessarily a funny person having a talk show does not necessarily generate laughs 100% of the time. But once I watched Pete Holmes first monologue it's sort of like fans for life now because it was as if he was talking directly to me it was as if his jokes were uh written for the purposes of entertaining me and me alone uh, like his first one was involved how when you're at a concert when you reach a certain age it's not oh here comes a band for the encore let's uh let's stay and watch that it reaches a point where you are oh they're gonna do an encore you know what we should do is rather than stay and watch this encore, we could leave now and get ahead of traffic and be home and be home in our own homes, in our own homes. And uh, that is a thought that I, although may not have with specific, specifically with regards to concerts, the, the idea of just being at home in my own home at all times uh, greatly appeals to me greatly. And I don't think I'm alone in this home fact where you reach a certain age and your desire to leave the home is um, minuscule. Yeah. <laughs> Along that same line, once you are at home, having a um, unjustified night shower. Just a shower at night for the reason, not because you're dirty or anything like that, just because you want to go stand under some hot water and before you go to bed, um, be nice and clean under those clean sheets. <laughs> uh, it sounds so ridiculous saying it out loud, but yeah, that is great. Uh, every Sunday, I do do that. I fucking doo-doos today, man. Covered in doo-doo, no wonder I'm having night showers. Yeah, uh, like a couple hours before bed, have a, have a nice hot shower. Really just loosen everything up on a Sunday night. Just really get my really tone it down as much as possible, turn the old brain off, lovely. Uh, other skits that Pete Holmes does are uh, involving the X-Men, where he is Professor X Xavier, <laughs> and I won't go into details other than, uh, well, I'll just go into this one, deal, one detail in that he finds Iceman's abilities completely useless, and leave it at that because... Uh, I should mention, I was hoping to get this Pete Holmes show talk done on the way to work. So, since I'm only halfway done my done my notes and about five 
eighths done my drive to work. Uh, I got to speed up a little bit. Oh, Doug Benson came on. So as you can imagine, Doug Benson, who is a podcaster extraordinaire who I listen to every single week, who quite often has Pete Holmes on his podcast. It was nice to see the tables turned a little bit. <laughs> uh, Doug Benson told the story about uh, how they met and how Pete was super, super drunk and I guess from the sounds of it, gave hey, gave Doug a uh, incredibly long and strong, uncomfortably long and strong, I should say, hug when they first met. Uh, Pete Holmes seems to be a hugger, which uh, I like. It sort of sits in with his personality, the, the need and desire for human contact in the form of a hug. Because <laughs> we all need a hug sometime. I don't know if this is going to be a regular occurrence, but Pete Holmes uh, had some fake sponsors. What? Now, I very, very rarely, maybe once, maybe twice in... Maybe once, yeah, let's go this way. Once per, per 100 episodes, I have mentioned this fact, so don't count on this coming out very often. But the sponsors at the beginning of my show are quite often not real. <laughs> yes, I know that is shocking, but that is the reality. And uh, Pete Sponsor, as if ripping a page from my book, had some fake sponsors. Uh, one was something, he went uh, pretty crazy on his. Uh, it was something along the lines of, your friend's evil baby. Uh, along those lines, but funnier and longer form, because he had more time than I do right now. <laughs> uh, moving on to his next skit, which was full-service grocer. A grocer who offers a wide variety of full services, rather than just packing your bags and sending you on your way. No, he's going to open up your pickle jar so you don't have to see that one makes a little sense so you so it's like loosened so when you get home and want a pickle it's not really hard to get off however uh he kind of went a little crazy there and threw out all the pickles and gave me the juice because obviously you're buying pickles for the juice and not the pickles themselves obviously uh he will pre-open your eggs very very good things of that nature things that do not make sense <laughs> you know what that's all very funny and well and good, and I got some laughs, but for me, and I think this perhaps will demonstrate that my brain is different, the funniest, <laughs> the funny, uh, I can't even say it, the funniest part of that skit was, <laughs> and I forget the circumstances exactly, but when Pete Holmes, I think it had to do with, oh yeah, it had to do with the pre-peeling the bananas and getting rid of the peels so you didn't slip on them like Charles Chaplin. <laughs> To me, that was the funniest part of the whole bit, was him, rather than saying Charlie Chaplin, said Charles Chaplin. <laughs> oh, I laughed very, very hard at that. And I think most people, most 100% sane people, would laugh at the ridiculousness of the pre-peeling of a banana. But no, for me, it's the Charles Chaplin joke. Yeah. His guests have all been, and uh, I like this, because it sort of, it almost fits in line with a podcast, and that is, his guests have all been, I think, 100% of the time? Maybe I'm exaggerating, maybe I missed some guests, but 100% of the time, yeah, have been comedians. And if you're going to have a late-night talk show, you can go, I suppose, the serious route. But if you're not, and most of them do not, why not just have on comedians? Because regardless if in one or two cases I didn't and hadn't heard of them, 
it didn't mean the interview was going to be not good and funny and generate laughs. Whereas, if you go for the serious interview route, if you have people on that I have never heard of, uh, the odds are the interview is not going to pull me in. And I'm sure there's people who don't need laughs 24-7, like myself, but hey, I do. My eternal struggle for both shits and giggles. Comedians came on, such as Bill Burr. He was good. Yeah, I, li I really, really like Bill Burr. I think probably, though, my favorite interview that he did, and I watched a whole bunch and wrote down a whole bunch, but I only have time to mention, well, I mentioned Bill Burr, but uh, Conan O'Brien coming up. And these two together were pretty awesome. Very, very good back and forth. I recommend if you, and I hope you do, go check out these clips online. Maybe even just start off with the, the interview because it'll kind of give you a little behind the scenes on how this all came about. And it, it is a little slice of comedy heaven. This show gets a five out of five. A five out of five, no hesitation. No ifs, ands, or buts. That will leave one final thing to say, which is of course, it is nice. To be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Come the day you're mine Live long and prosper